we are back to discuss that topic. How do you say no? Do you can you say no when we feel so obligated in society to help out or volunteer or bake the dang cookies, all the things? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great input, Casey. Thank you for your your thoughts there. Thank you for listening to our podcast. By listening to our podcast, you acknowledge, understand, and agree to the following policies and disclaimers. By listening, you agree that this is not a substitute for mental health care. Although we are licensed professionals, this is for educational and informational purposes only. Our podcast, website, Facebook, Instagram is to be used for self-help purposes and for personal use only. No post should be considered professional advice. All information is general information only. We are not providing mental health services, attempting to diagnose, treat any physical, mental, or emotional issues, conditions, nor diseases. You are participating voluntarily, and any interaction does not constitute a client-therapist relationship. This is not a substitute for counseling nor coaching. Always seek advice from your mental health and or medical professionals if you have any specific questions and how this information may or may not be pertinent to you. Our social media accounts are not monitored on a regular basis. If you are in a mental health crisis, please call 911, go to your nearest emergency room, or contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you do not agree nor understand this consent and disclaimer, please stop now and do not access our podcast. Please continue at your own risk. All right, welcome to episode number three. We are doing one entitled All Together Now, No. I'm Lindy. And I'm Casey. Nice that this is the start of the year. Maybe we can have some resolutions on building better boundaries for ourselves and learning to say no and learning that no is a complete sentence. We don't have to justify why we are saying no. We don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to ask permission to say no. We don't need to be bullied or strong-armed or whatever people are saying these days to say yes, or we say yes, and then we're just pissed about it, complaining to our friends, or we're dragging our feet, or we're thinking of all the things we could or should be doing because we couldn't say no. When we have this like hustle culture, the more you do, the better you are, right? Yeah, for sure. And as long as we post about it, then everybody knows what we're doing. I do what I do because I want to do it, not because I need someone on the outside to say, wow, Lindy, those were really great cookies you baked, or that was really nice of you to pick up groceries for your neighbor. I don't know. I didn't do that for the record if my neighbors are listening. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's important to have that that point of view out there because sometimes within social media, you don't see that point of view. In my whole entire life has always been like, what's the next thing? What can I do? How am I going to get that extra degree or that extra project or whatever. But that eventually led to extreme burnout. A couple of years into my actual career, because of so many years of saying, yes, 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 I can do everything. Mm-hmm. I can do it. I'll do that. I'll add that. Just this like, I need to achieve more mentality. Yeah, for sure. I have two words for you, Casey. Mom guilt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, you know, not only do we want to be high achievers, But then stick on top the mom guilt of like everyone else's mom is doing this or, you know, the Mm -hmm. moms, like you said, on social media, the moms come walking in and, you know, their kids aren't screaming or they might be wearing clean and matching clothing, you know, like stuff that put together moms might do. 
And we're like, wait, what? Like, maybe I didn't do enough. And a clean house. Oh. And that's, I know that's one of my big things is because, you know, I, you, I see those clean houses. I'm like, how are they doing that? I need to do more. And then I get into my brain of like, okay, let's do this. Not realizing like, yeah, maybe if I would say no to some of these things that don't really matter, I might be able to take more time to organize my house. Okay. So as we're talking about uh, mom guilt and things that we do, um, I think that you and I have been pretty matter of fact in these last two episodes. And so I'm going to actually share a personal story of something that happened with my son's wrestling team. Long story short, we were signing up to bring chicken noodle soup to a wrestling meet. And I have never in my life, it's still to this moment, made chicken noodle soup. Well, little did I know when I signed up for this chore that the wrestlers voted and whoever at the end of the year that the wrestlers voted for got this thing called the Golden Ladle Award. I went, I took my chicken noodle soup and at the wrestling end of the year awards ceremony, I won the Golden Ladle for the best chicken noodle soup. And if you would just remember, I said... I've never to this day made chicken noodle soup. I bought it because A, I don't know how to make it. B, I was a single mom in grad school working a job and a half, you know, just all the things. Anyway, I don't need to justify why I bought it, but I bought it. Anyway, um, so I had to walk up in front and my son knew I bought it. He just didn't share that little tidbit with anyone. And I had to walk up front and accept this golden ladle and I had to give credit where credit was due. And I said the restaurant in town that I bought it from. And I literally the next day took the golden ladle to that restaurant. Point of the story is I said yes to something that was out of my league, feeding a whole bunch of wrestlers the only meal they may have gotten that day. And I don't know how to make chicken noodle soup. And, you know, I was up in competition against moms that really did know how, you know, that that goes to say that. I bought it and I still won. I still got the prize, even mm-hmm. though I didn't stay up all night making probably really gross soup because I'm not a great cook. But, you know, we don't have to beat ourselves up by not knowing something or not being able to do something. We can still participate to our level of comfort, I guess. And I would also like to add to that, like stretching yourself too thin. Um, like you said, you're were a single mom, um, probably had had a million other things to do, but felt obligated to do this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure it was a very stressful thing and having to like, okay, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to yeah, do this? Where do I get this cooler full of soup? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and even though it might not have taken you so much time to buy this soup, the mental and emotional toll that it took is what matters. So I think sometimes people are like, well, that's going to take you like five seconds to buy that soup. That's not a big deal. That's not the case. It's not always Mm -hmm. about the physical time. We have to think about the emotional mental, you know, way down that it has because that, that is so much more. So, Mm -hmm. you know, buying the soup didn't take you very long deciding to that, but the thought process of like, Oh crap, how am I going to fit this in my schedule? What am I going to do? How many do I need? Oh, that's just one more thing I have to add to my list. That mm-hmm. mental, emotional toll is what ultimately leads to burnout. 
Yeah. And you just mentioned, you know, like that bully. Why? It'll just take you five seconds. Mm -hmm. Well, then you do it, right? Like, it's just people are really, uh, what is the word, lackadaisical, maybe, with other people's time. I get this one a lot. Um, You work from home. Can't you do that? Can't you do that? You're You're working from home. Like, you have plenty of free time. Oh, When I work from home, I'm actually, you know, and I'm sure you are too, like I'm in sessions and you're doing your stuff and like just kind of discrediting my time is more important than yours. And I'm going to tell you why, because X, Y, or Z. We're raised on this generation of if you have time to sit, you have time to clean. or If you have time to do this, you have time not valuing that like, yeah, okay, I might have one kid or I might have my evenings off, but you know what? That's just as important. And I don't have to justify why I don't want to fill it with stuff to do. Right. And we don't know what people are dealing with, you know, like on the outside, maybe you don't know that I'm taking care of, I'm going to use my neighbors again, you know, like a sick neighbor or parent or a sick spouse. Like you have no idea what we're dealing with behind closed doors. And to just assume because I have zero children at home and you have two that I should just drop everything or be more than willing to pick up that slack. So I think saying yes to what feels good is something that it was very freeing once I started doing that. And I have a lot less just resentment for tasks that I don't want to do outside of cleaning my house that you mentioned earlier. I don't do them. If I don't want to say yes, I don't say yes. And that is mindset and practice that you have to do. Because I think, and I know this just from my own self and other people and people I've worked with, that saying no or doing something that's not socially appropriate, like saying no, especially if you're in the Midwest, is anxiety provoking. It is. Like uh, I'm going to panic. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to panic inside when you're doing this. I know when I first started, you know, having cutting back on things or saying no, I would get real panicky of like, oh, my gosh, um, is my career going to fall? Like, is, you know, all mm-hmm. of this because that's what you're I mean, I I was, you know, informed like throughout college and grad school and all of that, that like you need to be doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a mindset. And with that, I say do it anyways and keep doing it gets easier the more you do. Yeah. And to, I guess maybe my matter of fact makes it sound like it was easy at first and it wasn't, I mean, and my story shows that like I did say yes to something that was out of my league, but now I've gotten better. And I have said before, like the world doesn't explode or implode. If you say no, you know, they're still going to have the bake sale. They're still going to do whatever, you know, and that goes for invitations as well. I think. Like, hey, everybody's coming over tonight. Do you want to come over? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. But like you said, no can be a sentence. No. Although, depending if that's a really nice offer, you can say no, thank you. And you don't have to say why. You know, like, geez, I was going to wash my hair or my dog or both my hair and my dog tonight. Like, you can say no, thank you and just leave it at that. I don't need a BS excuse to say no. And that's what they are, right? I mean, like, let's be real. You've Mm -hmm. made something silly up when you're making up an excuse. Like, it's just, just no thank you. Maybe next time. 
So that really segues into the question of the day. Dun, dun, dun. Lay it on us. So the question of the day is, how do you handle it when somebody asks you to do something and you're on the spot? Okay. Do we each want to give our own answer? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So if someone came up to me and asked me on the spot, I generally, and I mean this, I usually say, I'm not sure what I have going on that night. I'll check my calendar and get back to you. Or I don't know if that's going to work for me. If there's someone else that could do it, that can give you a yes right now. And so those are like, if I want to do it, I guess if I'm going to say no, like I probably give a, I'm sorry, I I'm not able to do that at this time, maybe next time. And then I will probably walk away because People, they don't know how to take that because they're expecting a yes in person. And so they're just like, uh, what? (laughs) How about you? I don't see you saying no as often as I. Correct. And I was just going to say that. I still struggle with this. And I'm better at it with certain areas of my life than others. Usually what I do is, one, avoid the conversation, which isn't great. (laughs) That's not a great advice. Don't do that. But if I'm sitting here and I'm like, hey, Casey, will you blah, 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 blah at the next game? How do you avoid that? I mean, like, do you mm-hmm. just pretend you didn't hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let me see. Let me see what I have going on. Or I might have something something going on. Mm-hmm. Let me check. Ask me again later. I have a lot on my plate right now. Or I just picked up another project. I can't do that right now. Those are usually my go-tos. And I'm not going to be able to have the time and space um, to put the energy into this. And that's where like take a minute. uh, Yeah. You're going to be there anyway. Yeah. Can't you just do that? See, it's really hard, isn't it? It's just going to be a minute. No, (laughs) no, not going to do it. No, thank you. Channel your inner Lindy. I've had people say that. I can hear your voice. And I'm always like a little bit sad for people when they hear my voice in their head. Like, no. Just say no. Yeah. And that's always uh, a work in progress for me, especially if it's something that I enjoy doing. So if it's something I don't enjoy doing, you know what? I'm going to I'll say no. But if it's Mm -hmm. something I enjoy doing and I have fun doing it, that's a little bit harder. Would you say yes or no? Just out of curiosity, if I asked you to go to like a a country concert, (laughs) I would say when are you talking? (laughs) And I would need you to give me dates. Yeah. 90% of the time I will have something going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to start asking before I ask about the country, country concert. I'm going to ask, do you have anything going on the weekend of, no, just kidding. Yeah. My husband under the bus, I'll be like, and say, Hey, no, I'm going to check with Lance and I'll, I'll let you know if we have anything going on. You have just outed yourself to every single one of your friends. I, know. I love it. I know. See? I, these excuses, they just bite you in the butt. You have to have friends first. That's another topic for another day. Yes, um, friends, friends. Friends, distance mm-hmm. friends. And it's okay to not have very many friends. It is. Yeah. It's a life transition. You become mm-hmm. very good friends with your mm-hmm. the parents in your children's grades, if you have children, or your coworkers, mm-hmm. or your neighbors, or classmates. Mm-hmm. There's very few people that become lifelong friends, you know, and there's a lot of seasonal friends and that's okay too. You know, this is, 
I think this will go nicely with a topic that we have in the future about self-care, hard conversations and communication. All of those tie into this, but I think that this is a really good a really good start. And I challenge not only you, Casey, but everyone to think of how many times are we saying yes when we want to say no? Or maybe next time, or if I don't say yes, no one else is saying yes, or everyone is saying yes except for me. And we're almost making ourselves feel guilty instead of anyone else. And so, you know, noticing that in our lives and our commitments, like, am I doing this because I love it? Or am I doing this because I couldn't say no? And also noticing how it feels in your body when that's mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Does it make you anxious? Do, does your heart race? Does your stomach get upset? Do Noticing you get the sweats. Your, yeah. Do you get the sweats? Do you just notice how, how your body, your body feels mm-hmm. with it? Because usually your body's a good indicator. If you're not an on the fly, noticing what your body's doing is really good at helping you navigate situations. Yes. So number three, Casey, we have started to think about the art of saying no and you know having like you just mentioned that stamped response you know like no thank you or i'm sorry i can't and then just kind of leaving it at that because the more we say the more we talk ourselves into a hole or maybe give ourselves up like oh i can't because of you know and then if you have an argumentative person they'll be like oh yeah well on your way to dropping your daughter off a dance can't you drop this off like okay, well, I just said no. So no is no. Yeah. And you can, you can use as much or as little as that because that went in on a weird rampage. So, okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to episode number three. We appreciate the support and tell a friend. Don't forget Casey and the question of the day. How do you submit that? You can submit your questions of the day at belongingisoverrated at gmail.com. Reminder that that Gmail Mm -hmm. is not monitored regularly and will not be responding to messages in there. Honestly, with that email, you could put in some suggestions. If there's Mm -hmm. something you want to hear Casey and I chit chat about, we'd Mm -hmm. love to hear from you. So use the email and we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.